I'm Deidre. I'm Chelsea. And we're giving you a million murders. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> We are bok, 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 back at it, and I have got some haunted places to tell you about. Yes. Yes, it is. I will be doing Haunted New Orleans. New Orleans! My favorite place in the world, and maybe Chelsea's too, probably. We have a love for New Orleans. New Orleans is our favorite place. We love going. Once we went, me and Chelsea started going to New Orleans together back in 2018. Mm, I don't remember. We went, we've gone twice. Twice. We together. were supposed to go in yeah. 2020 when yeah. COVID got hit, which we had already booked. We were going. Yeah. And then we had to cancel it because COVID hit. It was really bad. And yeah. It was real bad in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's so many people, you know, it's it's just going to be worse there. But, yeah. So, yeah, it must have been 2018. And then we went in 2019. And then we were going to go in 2020. And it didn't happen. And so we haven't been back since. So, you know, that's kind of where we're Depressing. at. Yeah. It's very sad. So, in honor of New Orleans, today I'm going to do haunted new orleans and i'm just doing a couple places because i want chelsea to be able to do some too so i have two parts and you'll get the second part you know whenever whenever at a later date at a later date and then chelsea is gonna probably do a new orleans Mm -hmm. haunted too so you're gonna get plenty of these because there's tons of places there is yes so the first place on my list i'd never heard of um and it's called le petit theater de vucare hmm Now, whenever I do my New Orleans, I'm not going to be speaking like that because I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do all the accent. Oh, so this, yeah, this is a, this is, so it means the little theater of the French Quarter. Vucare is French for French French Quarter. quarter. Or, well, no. No, is it not? No. Because it would have been like, it it would have been like Francais. It would have been like something like that. Vucare is new quarter, I think. Mm. Or I'm going to have to look it up because I can't remember. But it basically means the little theater of the French Quarter. So this theater is one of the most historic playhouses in the city starting in 1916. The theater was moved in 1922 to 616 St. Peter Street. And they still have shows that run in the theater today. Mm. Yes. So this is a fully working theater and one of Le Petit's more infamous stories happened in their courtyard some time ago when a wedding turned tragic. Oh my. Yes. So I and I want a New Orleans courtyard wedding more than anything in this <laughs> world. Uh and so I'm like, oh so y'all have been doing these weddings for a long time. So, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. 
um, Vukare means old quarter. Mm. In you French. were close. Yeah. So like I knew quarter was in it. <laughs> I had new instead of old. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So little petite theater, like the little theater in old in the old quarter, is what this means. But anyway, this wedding that turned tragic. The cause is unknown, but the bride decided to complete suicide mm. by jumping off the side of the theater. Like that's rough. Um. So she obviously was not wanting to get married and felt like she had to, mm-hmm. and so she just decided that there was only one way out unfortunately um so her lost soul can still be seen standing in the very spot where she took her last breath of air before leaping to her death wow so that's creepy that was deep yeah so those who have dared to step in that spot for themselves have reportedly become overwhelmed by a sudden drop in temperature and some have made further claims of seeing the bride's reflection in the water of Le Petit's fountain. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm being real bougie about this Le Petit. Yeah, she is. I'm not going to be like <laughs> Le Petit. I'm going to be like Le Petit. That's me. Le Petit. <laughs> oh. So another tragic death that occurred at Le Petit <laughs> involved an actress who used to enjoy her free time with one of the theater's maintenance workers um, up in a catwalk which is an elevated service platform mm-hmm. um, above the main stage. So for the people, you know, who don't know, yeah, there's a catwalk. It's suspended in the air, and it goes across, like, usually the entire stage, like, horizontally. Mm-hmm. And so then they're able to use that for, you know, mechanical things that need to take place during plays and, you know, musicals and that Another kind of stuff. Another one I think of when I hear that. What? Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that they get up on the. Do they get up on the catwalk? To, that's where I the think buckets so, drop yeah. from. I think the buckets yeah. drop from it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. That's a catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they see her. Okay, so one day she apparently lost her footing, and slipped and fell to her death from the catwalk, and the spirit mm. of the actress, yes, girl, is said to haunt the catwalk, appearing in the evening hours. Not all of the ghosts that haunt Le Petit are friendly. The spirit of a former manager at the theater has the reigning title of the most fearsome ghost. The ex-manager is believed to have completed suicide right in the staff office. Like everybody's mm-hmm. just, it's a lot going on. So employees working the night shift have reportedly experienced his presence. They have felt his eyes gazing upon them. They have heard doors inexplicably slamming shut and have had their belongings suddenly disappear occasionally the items then reappear mm-hmm. yeah no i'm good yeah when actors do lose something stolen by the former manager possibly they'll call out to caroline one of the more nicer spirits at the theater and ask for her help in locating their missing item the actor then leaves the room for only a moment then Upon returning, the missing item appears in the middle of the room, resting upon the floor as if it had been there all along. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So those are the ghosts and a little bit about the Le Petit du Vucaré. Le Petit. Le Petit Théâtre. I don't know how to say theater in French. Le Petit. Theater. Le Petit Théâtre du Vucaré. Theater. Theater. Oh, so, okay. So next is the French Quarter Morgue. Okay. This building is on Phillips Street 
Okay, so <laughs> every time you say French Quarter, I'm literally placing myself in the French Quarter. In the French Quarter, and I'm I can see everything right now. Yes, you can see it all. So Phillips Street, which I was trying to think where Phillips Street is. So I don't. I think okay, and it's not Saint Philip Street because mm. there's a Saint Philip. Mm-hmm. This is just Philip Street because I was trying to look it up to find some more information on it, and Saint Philip Street was something different. And I was like, oh, we got Philip and Saint Philip. So okay, we got somebody whose last name was Philip or something. <laughs> they named the street after him, and then we got the Saint Philip Street. Um, so this building started out as a morgue. Then ended up being called the Morgue Bar and Lounge, and then ended up being another bar called Flanagan's Pub, but it's now closed. Um, the last business operating at this location was uh, Rufino's Bakery, but I can't find whether they're open or closed. Mm. But back in 1853, the morgue was open and it was staying busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know they were. Yeah. <sighs> we already know. We already know what's about to happen. Um, right here. So yellow fever mm-hmm. had been in the city since the 1790s. And every year since the people of New Orleans would dread, every year since the people of New Orleans would dread springtime, um, cause that's when the city would have their surge of outbreaks of yellow fever. So they already know once it starts getting warm, it's about mm-hmm. to be on and popping. Um, so the summer of 1853 was no different. Um, and it was worse actually than years before so it was different it was worse um it didn't matter if you were rich or poor or living or your living conditions Mm -hmm. you could contract yellow fever if an infected mosquito bit you uh what so this is kind of like malaria like if you know like but this is worse it's like yellow fever and an infected mosquito isn't that crazy like around here the way the mosquitoes are around here dead (laughs) gone six feet under because these mosquitoes will tear you up out here it's bad um so anyway the only people who didn't live in fear of getting it were people who had contracted it and survived if you were lucky enough to overcome it your immunity lasted for the rest of your life hmm. wouldn't that be nice if that was like everything like mm-hmm. like imagine if you got covid once and then you never could contract it again this would have been done <laughs> <laughs> quick fast and in a hurry it's like no please do go out no we wouldn't have said that because it's still pretty bad for people like don't get me wrong like there are people who should not ever get covid because of their you know health conditions but i wish it was like this yeah where it was you know once you got it you were done with it and it went like three months later you could get it the flu yeah, like can't why can't I come the flu the stomach bug no more? Yeah, like why why can't the flu be like this? Um, because there's always some new strain or something crazy. I don't know, but anyway, so those who were wealthy enough to escape the confines of the city did so, but for the majority of New Orleans, that wasn't possible. So in 1853, nearly 10,000 of the 50,000 people living in the city died in the span of three to four weeks crazy one-fifth of the population was wiped out in about a month all those bodies and we know about them we've gone on the tours the bodies there weren't enough places to put the bodies and residences throughout the french quarter began to open their doors as makeshift morgues including this building 
So the hauntings here um, include, and just to go back to the yellow fever thing for a little bit, the bodies, like there were all these morgues opening up, but also... I was going to say. The bodies were in the streets. Like just they would piled. have a pile, piled up, piles of people. And it wasn't because no one cared about them. It's just there wasn't nowhere to. Yeah, they had nowhere else to put them. Mind you, 10,000 people in three weeks, three to four weeks. Like that's. That's insane. Yeah. Like they had no, like they didn't know what else to do with and them. And there was some that they thought was dead, but really wasn't. Yes, yes. That was like in the piles of people. I yeah. couldn't imagine. Yeah, that was so, me waking up mm-hmm. underneath all these bodies. Oh, oh, yes, that's right. People were waking up in the... <clears throat> so, that's yeah. what they said on the tour. Yeah, so yellow fever, if you had yellow fever and you were still alive, it would slow your breathing down so much that you looked dead. Mm-hmm. So if you And were, they couldn't really get a pulse. Yeah, they couldn't find a pulse. The pulse was so faint. So you could have yellow fever and be like in a deep sleep and people were like, oh, they died. They died. So then when they would bury you, um, they put a bell, they put a string that led down through the casket with a bell that was outside of like above the ground at your Mm -hmm. plot. And so then because people, they were waking up alive. Like they Mm -hmm. had, I feel like, oh, because the bodies were dying so quickly mm-hmm. like the the bodies were dying because the people were dying so quickly and the bodies were piling up in new orleans you know there's a certain way that they bury people and i'll get into that in a little bit but like so they'd have to like open up and they would find these caskets open mm-hmm. with people's nails marks in the coffin and that's where Dead vampires w- came from the theory of vampires Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the scratches and stuff. Yeah, the scratching. And then the term dead ringer came from this, too. Like, when they say it's a dead ringer, it's it literally meant, like, somebody who'd been buried mm-hmm. alive. And you would ring, and, the, like, the um, graveyard shift. That's from people actually having to be in the graveyards at all hours of the day because somebody could wake up with yellow fever, and they're buried alive. So mm-hmm. then they got to ring the bell, and then the people at the graveyard would have to dig them up yep. in time before they ran out of air. Like it, and, and they're so anyway, yeah. so that's that. Um, <laughs> so the hauntings at the French quarter morgue include lights dimming out in rooms, leaving people in the dark. Just, Oh, okay. I'm just in the dark. Uh, when the morgue became a bar, the bar's refrigerator would just stop working out of nowhere. And one day the staff finally checked behind the fridge and they noticed the fridge's plug was being pulled from the electrical outlets. Mm -mm. So every time the fridge was going out, it was literally being unplugged. Mm -hmm. The toilets would overflow too, but whenever they'd bring plumbers in, they never found anything wrong with the pipes. So the toilets were just overflowing like all the time. Like nobody was clogging them up. <laughs> like it was <laughs> like these ghosts are just like overflow it now. So that's the fridge quarter morgue. I think it would have been cool to go to that bar that was there, but I think, but yeah, it's like, yeah. I can't find anything that's there anymore besides that bakery. And then I was like, is this bakery still open? And I couldn't find out 
that information either. It probably ain't if you can't find anything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm figuring probably no, not. just abandoned building. Yeah. Somewhere. Unless it's like a random mom and pop place that like doesn't have yeah. anything on the internet about it. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, so then the third, um, you know, haunted, haunted place I'm doing is St. Louis Cemetery number one. Mm-hmm. Me and Chelsea have been. Is this the one with? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the one we've been to. Because there's a bunch of cemeteries in New Orleans, obviously. We had the yellow fever thing. Like, yeah. there were, you know, there's tons of different cemeteries. Um, and, like, Lafayette Cemetery in the Garden District. That was used in the Vampire Diaries. We've got to go. Or there. the originals. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to go to that one next time. We were time. supposed to go last time, but. Yeah, we ended up, we always end up booking too much for ourselves. <laughs> We're like, oh, we want to go here or we want to go there. We got to go to Oak Alley Plantation next time because but, we put that off last yeah. time. So, you know, anyway. So, St. Louis Cemetery. This is the oldest cemetery in the French Quarter. It was established by Spanish Royal Decree. <clears throat> there go my voice. <laughs> It was established by Spanish Royal Decree on August 14th, 1789, and it was also the oldest cemetery that locals and tourists alike can visit. I feel like I said that in past tense, but now I can't remember. So anyway, you can still visit there. Um, We've been. We love it. (laughs) Since New Orleans is below sea level, they learned quickly that they couldn't bury people who passed away into the ground. When it would rain, whoever was buried that week would come rushing up from their graves and floating around the area. So, y'all, like, there were caskets just, like, bebopping around. Mm-hmm. Okay? In New Orleans. Because they were below sea level. So, they just float on up. Float up out the grave. Like, I... Like, you went to somebody's funeral. You remember the casket. And then... A little bit later, if you're close to the cemetery, oh, there's, there it is. There there they are. There it is. Like, that's crazy. Is that? (laughs) I think Bill's floating. (laughs) That's terrible. Y'all Bill's caskets up. (laughs) My memo and Peppa. Someone go ring them. Ring their family. Let somebody go send a telegram. My memo and Peppa are buried in the thingies. Yes. You've been, you got to be there. I did. I did. We went one year. Yes. And they lived in Church Point. So it was a little bit of drive, but. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're below sea level. But it's also just kind of like a tradition, too. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, people use mausoleums. My mausole- Catholic, too. And that's a lot of Catholics do that. Yeah. So, like, mausoleums. This is where we're, we're getting to. There's mausoleums. And they're nicknamed Cities of the Dead in New Orleans. Because there's so many of them. Like, your cemeteries don't look like cemeteries wherever you live. They're all little mausoleums and, like, plots and things like that of, you know, above-ground burying. Um, And then people, you know, but mausoleums are common. Like, people do do that, but they have to because when it would rain, you know, all that would happen. And once you dug to a certain level... In a grave site, it would get soggy and fill with water, and the caskets would literally float. Mm-hmm. So that's why they've had to do that. 
Um, and so I, every time I go to New Orleans, if I have somebody new with me, which I usually do, I go on a cemetery tour every time because it's just interesting to see. Um, it is also St. Louis Cemetery Number One is also considered one of the most haunted cemeteries, <laughs> cemeteries, cemeteries, cemeteries in all of the United States. In the span of just one block, this burial ground holds over 700 tombs. And over a hundred thousand of the dead and counting, as it is still, yeah, that is a, as it is still an active gravesite, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even been featured in movies like Easy Rider. Um, there's a big scene in Easy Rider that takes place in this cemetery, and Interview with a Vampire with. The originals, was they in there? Any? They were in Lafayette. Lafayette? Mm-hmm. They were in the... So that's why I want to go there. The Garden so District. So now they had or, French Quarter. Yeah. The actual French Quarter. Yeah. The last episode. The last episode. I was just telling somebody we about it this week. We sat on that very bench, we y'all. We on the bench. Yes. So, Diamond. yeah. The originals. That, that's Vampire Diaries. But. Right. Yeah. Some of the, I think there's... It's probably Vampire Diaries. They go to New Orleans a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know. I don't know if they're actually there. So most of it's in Georgia, but there mm-hmm. are some scenes of Bourbon Street that I think they pre-recorded. Like a flash, but yeah. And they'll like throw that in because I've seen the bar signs and been mm-hmm. like, oh, oh yeah, I've been in that one. <laughs> Every time. Every time I watch it, you know, mom will be on the couch. I'm like, I've been there. You see that? I have been there. Yeah. Right there. Like, you see that sign right there? I've been in that bar. I've she been there. She just rolls her eyes. She's just like, mm-hmm. she don't know what's good. No, it's like, listen, <laughs> this is our place, people. So, yeah, most of it is filmed in Georgia, but yeah. So, <laughs> so the most famous, 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 the most Ooh, famous. She, what she was been it? making up words. She'd be making her own dictionary. I do, <laughs> literally. Okay, the most famous ghost, which is seen within the St. Louis Cemetery, is that of St. Louis Cemetery number one, <laughs> is that of Marie Laveau, commonly known as the Voodoo Queen. Marie was born in 1801. And would become the most revered and at times feared. Paul Revered. Paul Revered. (laughs) The most Paul Revered and at times feared. (laughs) Voodoo practitioner in New Orleans history. She practiced fortune telling, the occult, and worked with herbal remedies. Uh, As awareness of Marie's, Marie's skills and power spread through the population, her fame grew and gained unimaginable strength. Legend has it that she knew all of the secrets of all levels of society. She had all the tea. She probably did because tons of people fawned over her, begging for her help uh, with their problems or to assist them in their own rituals and spells. She was quite literally the go-to voodoo practitioner in New Orleans in the 19th century. Everybody knew about Marie. They're like, you better go to Marie. You better go talk to her. She's like, give me the tea. What's the tea? You got a you got a husband doing you dirty? Here, put this love potion <laughs> in his drink. Uh, so, the ghost of Marie Laveau has been spotted in many locations throughout the French Quarter, including meandering down the street past her old house on 1022 St. Anne Street, which we've Saint seen Anne. that. St. Anne. It's supposed to be a safe street. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, Anne. Um, she's most... She'd most... She's most 
recognizable by the red and white turban. Oh, God. She's most recognizable by the red and white turban tucked around her hair and by the brilliantly colored clothes she wears. But even as people follow her, she disappears and vanishes right from sight. So, like, people will see her and they will follow her. First of all, Mm -hmm. y'all brave for that because I'm not following a ghost, period. Mm -mm. Period. Period. (laughs) Um, But the turban, quick history story, the turbans, when you would see African-American women or mulatto, I I think she was technically mulatto. Um, She was either, like, an octoroon or something like that, which means you have, like, an eighth of African heritage, that was something that was sought after. They didn't want you to be black. They wanted you to be, have just a little black in you. So like they would have these balls for octoroons and quarteroons. So like, it was like, you know, just a touch. They just wanted just a touch of it, of African descent. And that was what was sought after by like, <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> that was what was sought after after like rich white men back then. Um, but then because African-Americans and people of color's hair would be curly and big and boisterous and beautiful, people didn't like that. And then people were complaining. So then people yes like okay sorry sorry your hair ain't like this i'm sorry like what do you want us to do about it oh you're gonna make a law where people of color cannot wear their hair out in public so if you were of color you had to put your hair up in a turban you couldn't show your hair because it was deemed desirable by men and so it was like oh our men are run into these people of color and so we've got to keep their hair up it's like no we cute anyway so (laughs) you're gonna have to deal with it sis everybody's cute every yes and everybody's cute like stop being so insecure and making and making people put their hair up because you're insecure about your husband like maybe don't have a low down dirty dog husband trying to go after everybody exactly okay let everybody shine anyway shine bright like a diamond (laughs) We don't know the rights. <laughs> yes, everybody needs to shine bright. So, and she did with her little turban and her little brightly colored clothes. She was still popping and everybody knew about her. Um, but yeah, if you follow her ghost, she'll just disappear. So just don't even, I wouldn't advise doing that. Um, within the cemetery, individuals have reported seeing the ghost of Marie walking through the tombs. And for those willing and risking uh to disregard her or her beliefs or religion reports exist of people not being of people being scratched pinched or shoved down to the ground Mm-mm. so don't try her she's not the one <laughs> um <laughs> you do not have to worry about me you do not have to worry, worry about, about me, me. <laughs> Marie, off of it's a tiktok Oh, okay. I guess. I mean, that's where I've seen it. I don't know the origins. If it you came don't from... have to worry right about, about me. me. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, Marie, as they say, is not always deemed the friendliest of spirits. So, like, don't follow her. 
Um, perhaps don't do, it. don't do it. Perhaps most interesting of all is the practice of making the tomb of Marie Laveau. It's the practice of marking the tomb of Marie Laveau with three X's while asking her for a favor or making a wish. Legend, and this is really just a legend, has it that if the wish is granted, the person is required to return and place a gift at the site of her tomb. Unfortunately, as we know, this has led to a lot of vandalism, including two instances when the entire tomb was painted a Pepto-Bismol pink. Like, why? Why would you desecrate a voodoo priestess's tomb? What makes you think, or any tomb, but what makes you think that, you know, uh. So, as a result, the Archdiocese of New Orleans, which is, you know, the head of the Catholic Church in the area, you know, if the church is, um, closed the cemetery off to the general public after March of 2015. Today, only people on licensed tours may proceed inside, you know, unless, obviously, you have a plot there um, or you're visiting someone, but like you can't just go to the cemetery like yeah. you can other ones now. So ever since I've been, you have had to go on a tour, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess the first time I went, I wouldn't have had to because it was before 2015, the first time I went, but it was, it was just a quick trip that we went on yeah. with the choir. So I couldn't go in. Plus it's more interesting going on the tour because you learn so much like going in you're just like yeah you're just looking that? around like mm-hmm. oh there's this big you know pyramid thing here and it's like I'll tell y'all about that too in a minute who has the pyramid tune dum 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 I know I know <laughs> <laughs> so um, even the change in policy has not stopped guests from experiencing something otherworldly at Marie Laveau's tomb Visitors have reported all sorts of paranormal happenings while trying to interact with the now-deceased voodoo queen. Feelings of being touched, becoming um, unexplainably ill, and hearing voices emanating from inside the tomb have all been said to happen on occasion. Another story, so that's all I have on Marie Laveau. Another story um, is the story of Henry Vignes? Vignes? Vignes, I'm not sure, <laughs> is and it's a tragically sad one. Um, as a sailor during the 19th century, so the 1800s, 1800s, the 1800s, Henry Vignes had no true home to speak of. He was a nomad, traveling here and there, sailing on the high seas in New Orleans. Um, and so as he was doing that, he made his home at a local boarding house, but he was consistent. He was constantly. I'm just going to say what I want to say, apparently. I'm not going to read what I put down. But he was so constantly worried about his important papers while away from the Crescent City. That's a nickname for New Orleans, the Crescent City, because it is kind of in a crescent with, um, like, the Mississippi and all of that, like the rivers. It does kind of make a crescent shape. So, Crescent City. Um, so, so much so, he was so worried about this so much that before departing on another voyage, he asked the owners of the boarding house to keep his papers if he died. These papers included his family tombs. So, yes, this is a thing. In New Orleans, you have to, like, sometimes your family will have a plot 
and your family has been buried there for hundreds of years. So if your family originated from New Orleans and they were there at some point, they would have been able to buy a plot in a cemetery and then everyone in your family who, you know, y'all want to will be buried in that plot. And so a year and a day after you die, they go, they reopen the tomb and they push your remains down into a vat at the end of your, cause like when you open it up, it all reminds you of like at a morgue when they pull the bodies out of those things, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like, but it's all sealed in in stone. So they'll break that stone, push your body back to the end and it falls down through this vat where it's like, in like an eternal grave site for you. And so you and your family's remains are all in there together, which is kind of like, Oh, y'all get to be together. But weird at the same time. Yeah, but also weird because it's all the bones just being pushed to the... Just piling on each other. Piling on Get each your other. leg out of my butt. Oh, God. <laughs> like, the leg bone's connected to somebody's backbone. <laughs> like, everything's all in there together. Um, so, I think it's really interesting. And everybody gets to be together. But they do wait a year and a day after you pass. So, if somebody passes away before that, they kind of got to, like... Wait, I forgot what they said they did. I don't remember. Yeah, so family tombs. So this guy had a family tomb. So this is like a big deal. Like you have to have one of these, especially in this time, because now the yellow fever's taking over. Like plots are going like hotcakes down there. (laughs) So yeah, so the family tombs were part of the papers. So he's interesting in these, you know, boarding house people to take care of his stuff. So the owner of the boarding house promised Henry that all would be well. You have nothing to worry about, she exclaimed whenever he left. But all was not well. While Henry was at sea, the owner sold Henry's family tomb. Mm-mm. He discovered the treachery when he returned to New Orleans. So poor Henry Vignes was never able to rectify the problem legally or on his own terms. So like his family plot was just gone. So now somebody else is going to be burying their family. So now there's two families being pushed back into the tomb because his family's already been there. Like it's, that's, that's weird. That's low down. It is low down. Like, but I mean, somebody's going to buy a plot. Yeah. But I, I mean, who knows? They may be able to take those. They have to eventually. Cause I mean, there's families that have been there hundreds of years. Like how big are these vats? Are they going to hold hundreds of bodies? Mm-hmm. Bones? They may have to, what, I don't know. Questions, questions we'll have to figure out. I'm like, what do they do with them when they, when it all fills up? Um, cause I thought maybe they took all of his family's remains out and what did they do with them? But then I'm like, well, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> so shortly after his return, he fell ill and died. But as his tomb had been sold, there was no money to build another. Henry's body was thus buried in an unmarked grave in the pauper section of St. Louis Cemetery number one. Now, the pauper's graves, some of them are actually kind of buried in the ground, um, but a pauper's grave is obviously for like people who didn't have family, the poor. Um, and I think we've talked about this before. In England, a pauper's grave was paid for by the city. Like the city buried you and paid for it because nobody else could or, you know, was around. Um, and they also did this for like people who were in prison and jail and stuff like that. Like you wouldn't get a grave with your own marker. It would just be, you'd be in a pauper's grave. 
Um, so although his body was laid to rest over a year ago, nope. <laughs> yeah, over a lot of years, a century ago to be exact, the ghost of Henry Vignes is still seen wandering the cemetery. He is described as being tall with blue eyes. Um, so apparently, from, you know, stories, it appears that people have actually spoken with Henry's ghost. Strolling up to tourists, the apparition asks if they know where the Vignes tomb is located. He's having trouble finding it for himself. I bet you are. Bless your heart. Allegedly, Henry's ghost has even turned up to funerals, appear, ooh, appearing, I forgot about this part, appearing behind the grieving to ask if there might be any more room in the tomb for him. That's <laughs> That's awful. <clears throat> Is there room for me? Ah, like, Mm-mm. I'm like, who are you? His, his apparition has been caught on camera, and so has the distinct sound of a male's voice on an EVP proclaiming, I need to rest. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Okay, so another lost ghost haunting St. Louis Cemetery number one is that of Alphonse. Like Henry Vignes, it seems the spirit of Alphonse is only hoping to find a place to rest his soul. His spirit has been known to take a visitor's hand in his as he pulls them to a stop. So, like, you feel somebody hold your hand and you stop dead in your tracks. Mm-mm. Smiling widely, he asks them to bring him home. But what home is, but what home is it that he speaks of that remains unknown? So like nobody knows where he's wanting them to bring him. He's just like, bring me home. And they're like, I don't, where's that at? Uh, so, and they don't know. Um, though his apparition has been seen gathering the flowers off of other graves and placing the offerings on his tomb. So I'm like, oh, mm. Alphonse, how you, why are you taking other people's flowers? Um... <laughs> It is thought that Alphonse may have been murdered or betrayed by someone in the Pined family. For every time a visitor steps near the Pined family tomb, Alphonse appears to warn them to stay away. Hmm. So he's like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> get back, get back. You don't know him like that. He's on, he's on a mission. Um, and so those are my stories. From the St. Louis Cemetery Number One that we yes. love dearly, I did not go into what I thought I was going to, which was that Nicholas Cage actually has a tomb in St. Louis Cemetery Number One, so that's a big deal because mm-hmm. he got that tomb within the past. And then went bankrupt or something. Yeah, he did have to file bankruptcy. He did, and he actually owned a house. Oh, mm-hmm. I think I talk about it in my oh, other, other one. Yeah. But yeah. So he ends up owning, um, a very notorious mansion, um, that he had to sell, but he does have a plot in St. Louis cemetery. Number one, it is in the shape of a pyramid and people, cool. it is, it's, it's really interesting looking and it's got, um, something written in Latin on it. And mm-hmm. I forgot what it is mm-hmm. and what it means. Um, I could look it up real quick, but you know, y'all can look it up. Just, It'll be, you know, it's okay. Um, but, yeah. And people were mad. Yeah. Because it wasn't like a traditional looking plot. They're all usually like square. Um, there are some that I'll put in the Instagram that are like very famous. And they are very boisterous. And like bougie. And they take up a lot of room. But most of them, the common ones are just square. Or like kind of rounded with square tombs. But his is a pyramid. So people were like, um... 
what is this? Yeah. So they weren't happy about it. Um, but yeah. And so those are my hauntings of New Orleans for now. <laughs> yeah. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, stories, please send them to us at a million murders at gmail.com. And you can head to our Instagram, like and follow, or whatever, follow. <laughs> um, like, review, and subscribe. You can check out our photos that we post for our cases that we do. You can head over to Facebook to see what we post when we do. Yes. Start conversations, and you can, if you don't have an email or whatever, you can put on there your questions and stuff requests oh yeah yeah you could also do that i didn't think about that till just now like well if you don't have an email yeah if you don't have an instagram yes and for those of you who listen to us on apple podcast well i guess you can i don't know if you can rate us on spotify or not because yeah you can spotify remember i was like i was the first (laughs) oh yeah 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 so yeah so um you know Give us a rating. Yeah, give us a rating, a review. Um, if Hopefully you like it's us. a five. <laughs> if you like us. If you don't like us, you know, just don't, yeah, we don't, don't have, worry about it. We haven't had our first review. Yeah. Or so, like five star. Because you have to get so many Yeah. before they do like a, yeah. from what I read on there. Yeah, I think so. And then for Apple, you know, you can leave a comment and everything too. So if you'd like to do that, you don't have to. It'll be fine. No it's pressure. Okay. <laughs> no Under pressure. No pressure. Pushing down on me. Pushing down on you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for, for t- listening. <laughs> and we hope you come back for a, a million, million more. more. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. A million more. Goodbye.